As we kick off our SMSU campus update, joining me as per usual in studio is Bill Molso, VP for Government Relations, Communications, and Marketing. Good morning. Good morning, Josh. How are you doing today? I'm great. Good, Will good. you stop forecasting snow when I come on on Tuesdays? I wish uh, the meteorologist would stop <laughs> forecasting snow every We've got a pattern week. going here that yeah, you, we need to break. But here's one pattern I did also notice is that it's usually like mid-30s and sunny on the weekend. That is a trade-off. So, we'll yeah, it. you know, we'll take that. Uh, also joining us in studio, we have Dr. John Genoscio, Director of Bands at SMSU. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing great. Good, good. And uh, how have you been handling this winter that we've had this year? Uh, well, I spent most of last week hunkered down in the house. Yeah. When I wasn't out cleaning up the mess that snowplow left at the end of my driveway. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Yeah, well, the snowplow's <laughs> got to move it somewhere, and your driveway just seems to be the perfect spot. Yeah, yeah it, no doubt. it sure seems to be. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, so once again, we're talking about an upcoming concert and a tour for the SMSU Ensembles. First up is the March 2nd concert. That includes the SMSU uh, Community Concert Band and the uh, Symphonic Chamber wins on Thursday. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, so this is uh, our first concert uh, for these groups during the spring semester. We always try to put that right before spring break. This, uh, this concert is entitled The March Concert, which has many different meanings to it. Of course, it is in the beginning of March, but you know the idea behind it actually was inspired by a concert that I saw at a conference this summer. I saw a European group do a performance of uh, a lot of music that shared a lot of similarities to March music without necessarily being marches. And that got me thinking about, well, you know, we could do a program like that, that that could give us a lot of flexibility, a lot of interesting ways of thinking about, you know, how our feet move to the music. And so that's what this concert is all about. You know, that's the, the concert is subtitled Music for Your Feet. So, you know, all types of music that get your feet moving. We have we have a couple marches on there, but uh, none, no traditional marches. You know, there's no John Philip Sousa on this program. There's, uh, you know, so, you know, the marches that people tend to think of, those aren't the ones that we're doing. We're doing things that are a little different. So it should be a really great concert. You mentioned March music. What I mean, you're mentioning music that isn't quite March music, but it kind of is. How do you differentiate that? Well, you know, it's uh, I, I I differentiate it uh, in uh, very free terms because it gave me more opportunities to select music. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, most of the music that we're going to going to do has very steady tempos that you would expect in music that you might march to or might dance to. Other pieces of music are are inspired by March types of events. One of the pieces that our Chamberwinds group is going to do is called Calcium Light Night. And it's actually, it was inspired by an event that used to take place on the campus of Yale University every year in the spring. The two major fraternities on campus in one evening in early April would march around the campus to the different dormitories and pick up their new members and just kind of, and so you'd have these two groups kind of crisscrossing campus as they pick up their members. And as they'd be doing this, they'd be singing songs. Some of them would be bringing instruments and playing along. Charles Ives, who's the composer of this piece was actually at Yale university and joined one of these fraternities. 
and wrote this piece kind of reminiscing on that night, this sound of different groups marching through the quad all at the same time, all singing their own tunes, all in completely different tonalities, different tempos. So it's a really unusual kind of piece. It's not a toe tapper, I'll tell you that, <laughs> but it's inspired by it by something that got their feet moving. You know, there it's a lot of different things. There's a we're doing a processional on here that the composer wrote for his wedding, but it's written in a meter that is not normal for a processional. It's a very irregular kind of rhythm and pattern. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek version of what a processional might be. Very cool. Very cool. Kind of how you would march, Josh, kind of irregular. I, I, I was going to like <laughs> say kind of like my golf game where it's just sometimes it goes way over here and then sometimes it goes way over there, but never where you <laughs> expect it to go. Right. Yeah. There there hasn't been a rhythmic or harmonic language invented that can imitate my golf game. So, <laughs> John, you you mentioned uh, the the uh, chamber winds. You've got multiple ensembles with this concert, don't you? Yeah, there are two groups that play. Um, our SMSU Community Concert Band is our large group. This group meets in the fall and the spring semesters. It's open not only to all the students on the SMSU campus. It's also open to community members, and about half of our group are just local musicians that enjoy playing. They want the chance to play year-round, and, you know, the uh, Marshall Municipal Band only operates during the summer, and so this gives them a chance to play all year long. Uh, and we have we have members of that as young as middle school-aged uh, uh, members uh, up to retired members. So it's a really great intergenerational uh, group uh, for our students to be able to interact with musically. Uh, the other group is our Symphonic Chamberwinds group. That's the auditioned group that we have on campus, and that group only plays in the spring. Uh, we play music that is specifically designed for smaller groups, like the smallest piece that we're playing, the piece that involves the fewest number of players, is a quartet, a percussion quartet that we'll be doing, to as many as 13 or 14 people playing all at the same time. So it's uh, two very different types of groups, but they mesh really well for the concert. This and, this year is the first year that you've had the community combined, isn't it? Oh, no. That, it? We've had that group for a long time, okay. um, for about 16 years now, actually. I started that SMSU community concert band my second year here in Marshall, and it's just continued to grow and improve ever since. So It's a great mentoring opportunity for those young musicians with you know some of our Seasoned community members have been doing it for a long time. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, about how many members are in the SMSU community? It varies from semester to semester. This semester, we're a little bit smaller. Uh, we've got about 45 people. We've had as many as 65, you know, on different occasions. It kind of depends on, well, it depends on what everybody's doing, Yeah, <laughs> how busy they are, so. And so about 45-ish, what's kind of the makeup of the band? What kind of instruments are we going to see? Uh, well, that concert band, you're going to see flutes, clarinets, oboes, saxophones, trumpet, trombone, French horn, tuba, euphonium, percussion, kind of your typical concert band sort of instrumentation. And this concert is Thursday, March 2nd, which is just this, a couple yeah, just days away. Yeah, a couple away. days away. Yeah, Thursday <laughs> night at 7.30 in the Fine Arts Theater. It is free. And open to the public, so, you know, come on out, bring your friends, bring a date, 
save a little money, you know. <laughs> so once again, uh, that's coming up here in just a couple days. So if you uh, had something planned, scratch it, come to this instead. Change your yeah, plans. There you yeah, go. Change there your plans. plans. Bring some friends as well. So uh, also coming up next week, SMSU has spring break and the uh, Jazz Ensemble has an exciting tour planned to New Orleans and Kansas City. Yes. Yeah, we'll be leaving early uh, next Monday morning, heading first to Kansas City. We'll be uh, visiting the American Blues Museum in Kansas City, and uh, we'll be going to a jam session uh, the night that we arrive. Just give us a chance to uh, watch some professional musicians just just sit down and play. You know, that's the type of thing that our students don't get to see very often, and they can even venture to go up and play along with them if uh, if they have the guts. I don't know that anyone's going to do that, but uh, who knows? They might be inspired. So what kind of venue or setup is this going to look like for that? Well, that one is going to be, um, there's a club there that's attached to the Blues Museum called the Blue Note, and that's where that that performance is going to be. We'll do our the most of our playing uh, when we're in New Orleans. We'll be headed down to New Orleans on uh, Wednesday, of next week uh, from Kansas City. And uh, we'll get into New Orleans. The next day, we'll be doing a performance at the uh, New Orleans Jazz Market uh, down there, which is a, a relatively new venue. They have several different uh, halls where, you know, people can perform, you know. So it's it's an interesting kind of place, at least from what I've been able to see of it. I've never been there myself, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to... Uh, see the venue and get a chance to play in there. And uh, while we're there, we're also going to be doing a clinic with uh, one of the uh, jazz trumpet instructors at Loyola University in New Orleans. Give us a chance to have somebody come and work with us, somebody who has a lot of experience, uh, practical experience in the New Orleans jazz scene and share their knowledge with our students. That's, That's such an important thing for our students to hear from practicing professional musicians just to get a sense for this is what that world is like and this is how the music is played and there can be so many different perspectives on how that music is played and every time they hear from somebody they every time i hear from these people i learn something new so is that jazz ensemble going to be uh marching down the streets with uh all no the, uh, we're not going to do that no. uh, <laughs> that's okay um we might have a chance to see some people doing that, yeah. though. Those uh, second-line parades are, are relatively common, but it's it's hard to tell. You know, a lot of times they happen, and they're not really publicized. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, hey, there's a group walking down the street. Here they go. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping we'll get to see something like that while we're down there. But, yeah. uh, no, we're, we're going to stay seated while we play. <laughs> you kind of touched on it, but can you just kind of expand a little bit more on this whole travel experience for these for these kids? Well, you know, anytime, anytime our students can see places that are different from where they're used to, you know, almost all of our students are from Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, and, you know, they come from really wonderful communities and have, have certain types of life experiences. Well, we all know that anyone who's traveled knows that that experience is very different in different parts of the country, different parts of the world. And so anytime I have a chance to expose our students to something a little different, we want to take advantage of that. And New Orleans is, you know, one of the most famous and prominent jazz cities in the world. In many ways, it is 
it's the birthplace of jazz in many respects. And so for our students to be able to visit, you know, experience what that community is like, uh, get the chance to hear New Orleans jazz musicians perform is just, it's going to be a great experience for them, expand their background and give them different ways of thinking about how they can play the music. Sticking with that jazz theme, you've got a guest artist coming in March. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. You know, along those lines, uh, every year that I've been here, I've brought in a guest artist uh, to work with the jazz ensemble and perform with them for the same reasons as I've been talking about, is they always bring uh, new knowledge and experiences to share with the students. Uh, Our guest artist for this year is Tom Bones Malone. Oh, my guess. (laughs) plays the trombone he does play the Ah. trombone as well as many other instruments actually he has been seen playing in lots of very prominent groups he was one of the earliest members of the saturday night live band back in the 1970s he was also a founding member of the blues brothers Uh, in fact he wrote the arrangement for the very first blues brothers skit that john belushi and dan Aykroyd did on saturday night live uh, he appears in both Blues Brothers movies uh, as part of the group, and he toured with the Blues Brothers for years. A little later, he went on. He played with uh, Paul Schaefer uh, on the Late Night Show Band with David Letterman. So this is a guy who's played with most of the biggest names in jazz that you can think of and has had you know just incredibly diff- varied experiences in show bands and film writing for film and, and all that. He's he's going to be a fantastic guest for us. I was surprised you guessed trumpet when... No, like, no, the, the I name said trombone. Is, oh, he you did say trombone. trombone. Okay. Yeah, I said trombone. So I'm just not listening. Okay. <laughs> it's just whenever right. you speak, uh, yeah, just kind of... <laughs> I'm used to it. Yeah, I'm used sorry, to it. Bill. Yeah, so uh, definitely looking forward to that. And uh, apparently, with all ensembles, they're open to all students. That's right. All of our bands, all of our choirs and our orchestra, these are open to any student on campus. Um, My colleagues and I are really firm believers in lifelong music making. And, you know, ideally, when I'm out visiting a school and I see a sixth grade clarinet player, there's nothing that makes me happier than to think that that, you know, 80 years from now, that same person might still be playing that clarinet in their local community band. And um, that's, that's really how we operate. You know, we have a music degree program and we really push our music students to learn so they can be great professional musicians, music educators, business people, so forth. But we never forget that music is for everyone. And so we do everything we possibly can to make sure that our ensembles, our lessons, our classes are available as widely available to students on campus and to the community as possible. That's awesome. You think about how many of us were in high school band and as we graduated from high school, that instrument got put away, Mm -hmm. never to be touched again. It's kind of, you think about all that time you put in, it's kind of sad. So it's good to see these opportunities for people to keep that up and, you know, experience that through the course of your lifetime. Absolutely. You know, I always, I tell students, you know, when I'm talking to them, it's like, you know, you can be a 90 year old flute player. You're not going to be a 90 year old wrestler. You're not going to be a 90 year old basketball player, but you know, that singing, that playing is something you're going to be able to do 
as long as you live. So why not continue Stick to do it. it as long as you can? So when you're setting up like a concert, how long does it take from basically planning it, picking the music, getting everybody ready, and then you think, all right, we're good to go? <laughs> well, the planning stages start pretty early. In fact, actually, I spent about three hours last night looking at music for next year. We generally start the planning stages pretty early. But, you know, usually from the point that we pass the music out to the group and they start rehearsing to the performance, you know, sometimes it can be as long as three months. Sometimes it's as short as a month or maybe even a few weeks. It depends on the group, depends on the music. This past fall, um, our concert band played at the South Dakota Music Educators Conference for the first time in that conference's history. And we had one month to get that program put together, and they did a great job of it. Our jazz ensemble regularly, you know, when the university gala is a little earlier in the year than it was this year, like it will be next year, you know, they'll have three or four weeks to get ready to play for 45 minutes. It, it really depends. And in part, we select the music to match that schedule, too. So going off of that, the music selection process, is that just... You get to decide, or is it kind of a committee thing? <laughs> it's mostly me deciding. Yeah. Uh, with our pep band, the students have a bit of a say in it. Uh, they help select a lot of the music that that group does. But with the other groups, I, I pretty much select all of it. The students will occasionally give me a suggestion, uh, and sometimes we do them, sometimes we don't. It just depends. Uh, but uh, I, I generally select them. There's a lot of different criteria that we use to select the music. Um, so it's... It's harder to do by committee. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see why the uh, the pep band would try and have their hands on it a little bit more. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are there some of like your favorites on there that you can mention? Oh, with the pep band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know the American Idiot. Uh, you know that's that's one. I mean, yeah, sure, I've heard it, uh, but my the students are the ones that know the music, especially the more current music. They know it better than I do. I learn all kinds of music just by them saying, hey, we ought to play this. And then I listen to it and I say, wow, that's really cool. Let's see if we can find it. Or I listen to it and say, wow, that's terrible. I never want to play this <laughs> ever. This? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's always kind of neat seeing how pep bands can turn like a, a pop song or a hit song and turn it into like a pep band song. And quite often it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It depends on the piece, you yeah. know. <laughs> not going to hear us play a whole lot of Eminem. Uh, there just isn't enough melody to it. Yeah, but, no. uh, <laughs> not so much. Not so you much. You give us a nice, uh, good earth, wind, and fire chart, and we'll go to town on it. So. There you go. You got any other upcoming events? <laughs> well, uh, the orchestra is actually has a concert tonight. Uh, Southwest Minnesota Orchestra concert starts, I believe, at 730 uh, this evening at the Schwann Community Center for the Performing Arts. Um, that is going to feature a guest clarinetist. Uh, named Christine Dizon. Uh, she is uh, she lives in the Twin Cities, uh, but she's doing work all over the globe uh, and is actually working on her doctorate, I think, in Montreal. So and she'll actually be um, coming into our classes tomorrow uh, and doing some sessions with our students as well. Um, so that should be a great concert tonight. Yeah. Yeah, you're busy. Uh, yeah, the pro it, it never really slows down. <laughs> I won't hold you any longer. Uh, Dr. John Genoscio, Director of Bands at SMSU. Great conversation this morning. Uh, yeah, good luck with all your concerts. Thanks for having me.
And uh, we turn it over to Bill Molso, VP for Government Relations, Communications, and Marketing, because you have a bunch of events coming up, yes? We do have a couple more. As John mentioned, you know, big week for uh, uh, our fine arts department. We've got the concert tonight by the orchestra at 730 in the Schwann Community Center for the Performing Arts. And then, of course, Thursday, uh, John's concert there with the SMSU Community Concert Band and the Symphonic Chamber Winds. That's Thursday night uh, in the Fine Arts Theater. And, of course, admission is free. Next week's spring break, so not a lot of activities going on. But then looking ahead a little bit, uh, Gold College kicks off on March 8th. And that'll be at 2 p.m. in the William Whipple Gallery. Uh, always a fun schedule of events. So if you're interested in Gold College, uh, be sure to go online and check that out, all the offerings that they have. And then coming up uh, March 16th is our SMSU Foundation Women's Leadership Conference. So we'll talk more about that next week with our guest. Very good. Are you doing anything fun for spring break? I am not. I'm going to enjoy the lovely weather back here in Marshall. Yeah, same. It's going to be beautiful. We're not going to talk about snow next week. so I can't make any promises, but yeah, we'll knock on wood. Bill, appreciate the time here. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, Josh.